Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Enjoy springtime on this award-winning three-hour experience, putting you in the middle and on top of Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food, all led by a local expert guide. Tours offered daily and year-round with transportation provided. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from savvy travelers who are resourceful stewards of our great outdoors. And today, as we begin traveling again, we really all must be responsible in making conscious decisions to help lessen our impact on our environment. That's why organizations like the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics focuses on educating and inspiring people in order to help sustain the environment for generations to come. And I have to say, I am really very proud of my own state of North Carolina, who is making it easy to help preserve the natural beauty of our state and are committed to preserving natural areas through their Outdoor NC initiative and their partnership with the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. My guest today is Heidi Walters, who oversees marketing initiatives of group travel, international and sports marketing, and industry relations efforts for the tourism unit of the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina, or Visit NC. And Heidi, I am so glad to have you on Speaking of Travel today. Oh, Marilyn, it's always great to talk with you. Appreciate it. Well, Heidi, preserving our environment, Keeping our natural outdoor resources uh, safe and healthy for generations to come is such a important, it's just so important. And I'm just really, like I said, so proud of North Carolina for taking this initiative. Give us a little bit of an idea of why North Carolina took on this initiative. Sure, be happy to. You know, it sort of 
just stumbled on it because we had been seeing more and more people come to the outdoors even before the pandemic. And so with my international travel gone, I was like, well, let's see, what can we do to make a difference? So um, I started doing a little investigating and I found out that there were a couple other states that had done this initiative and partnered with Leave No Trace. And I thought, you know, that's exactly what we need. And then as we started coming out, not out of the pandemic, but out of the lockdown, we saw more and more people coming to our outdoor spaces, whether they be residents or visitors, both. They're all just visitors to our outdoor spaces. So I got in touch with our North Carolina Outdoor Recreation Industry Office, which is also housed in the Economic Development Partnership. And it turns out that uh, Amy Allison, who runs that, actually used to work for Leave No Trace. So it all just sort of fell together. So um, we decided that since, since we've got 322 miles of ocean shoreline, we've got vast mountain landscapes, we've got hundreds of waterfalls, 41 state parks, 14 national park entities, and countless urban spaces across the state that we were easily a great match for this. So we actually became the third state to sign up with Leave No Trace and to help spread the word, but we're the only state on the East Coast. And the first state that they have that actually has a shoreline. So um, we're all learning a little bit more and trying to make this a much bigger campaign than it is. And it's, it's all about inspiring and educating people. It's not about telling people what to do. Well, that is so important because living in Western North Carolina and you know, we have so much of that beautiful outdoor environment that you were talking about, the waterfalls, the rivers, the forests, we're seeing an impact. People are here. They love being outdoors. There are a lot of small communities here in Western North Carolina that are also practicing and educating people on mm -hmm. the Leave No Trace. And, it, and it, it really truly is an educational process and an inspiring process, like you said. So give us an idea, because we're seeing it here in Western North Carolina, the benefits, but give us a little bit of an idea on the benefits that come from partnering with the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics and this initiative that you've taken on. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people try to do it on their own, but it only makes sense for us to do it with Leave No Trace. They have 25 years of research and education behind them. This is not new to them. They know how to make this work. They know how to talk to the visitors so that it's not like you're telling them what to do. They report that nine out of 10 people are unaware of how their impact affects the environment. I mean, you all see that in Western North Carolina with rock stacks. Nobody understands in the rivers if they stack those rocks that they've just eliminated the habitat for the salamanders, right? On the coast, people don't realize that if they leave a hole in the sand, the sand the, the turtles, the sea turtles then are trapped. So I mean, there's, it's just about being aware, you know, and about teaching them. But nobody's, people aren't trying to be intentionally hurtful. So um, Leave No Trace is really the, 
you know, the gold star in, in how to do this. And they have longstanding relationships with land managers and uh, the national park entities and even the tribal organizations. So it really only made sense for us to do that with them. I'm so glad that you're doing it and, and helping our state to be to really be leaders in this movement to educate because like you said nobody is intentionally doing what we now know could be harmful to our environment and the more that we learn the better it is and it all comes it all comes around to uh, sustainability to mm-hmm. ecotourism you know these have been kind of buzzwords in the past but but today given the the last year and a half that that we've gone through, more and more people are starting to recognize that being outdoors is healthy. It helps your mental health, your physical health, even your emotional and spiritual health. So given that North Carolina rocks it when it comes to all this natural environment, it seems like it's a win-win for everybody. We like to think so. You know, we at Visit North Carolina, we have been telling people about these wonderful outdoor spaces for a very long time. And we want to continue to make sure that our visitors have these incredible experiences and that they don't get diminished. It's, you know, people want to bring their children and their grandchildren back to experience some of the wonderful attractions, natural attractions that we have here. And, you know, honestly, the residents, the residents really believe that this is important and that the natural attributes that we have here are one of the reasons that they move here. So it's really important to everyone. And we want to make sure that that balance is there. Well, the balance is everything. And, you know, like I said, and as you know, we are so lucky here in North Carolina because we do have a beautiful coastline with all the nature that goes with it. We have these beautiful mountains that have been here for over 10,000 years and all the nature that goes with it. And then everything in the middle from urban areas, uh, which all have, again, sustainable impacts that we have to make to make sure that even the vegetation that's happening in urban areas are kept safe. So Mm -hmm. Heidi, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you about what the Leave No Trace Center really focuses on, some of their principles, some of the things that they are educating that you're now implementing in your initiatives, and also how we can take the pledge. Sounds great. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Heidi Walters from our great state of North Carolina. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. 
Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Heidi Walters from our wonderful state of North Carolina, talking to us about the Outdoor NC initiative that's a big part of what's going on in our state right now, and their partnership with the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. And Heidi, I am am just really, like I said, I'm inspired that an entire state is taking an initiative to educate and inspire people to be good stewards of our environment. Uh, you know, I say congratulations for having this idea and implementing it. Yeah, it's, it sure seemed like the time was right uh, for this because, um, we, you know, last year our North Carolina state parks saw 19.8 million visitors and keep that in mind, they were closed six weeks. They saw 19.8 million visitors, which was more than a million visitors than 2019. So you can't see that many people and not have an impact. So yes, you know we wanna make sure that residents are happy with us promoting tourism. We wanna make sure that the tourists are happy um, because that really is, you know we have so many wonderful things from hiking to cycling and camping and flat water, white water activities, you know, it just in fishing, both freshwater and saltwater fishing, big outdoor sports. North Carolina's got it all, I have to say. We are a rocking state. So give us an idea, Heidi, on this Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. I've been to their website, I've looked around and and I'm just I'm really impressed with their initiatives to educate mm-hmm. people. So give us a little bit of an idea on what the principles are. What are the mainstays, if you will, of what this initiative that you're doing involves? Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's once you read them, you think, oh, well, that's just common sense. But it, sometimes we just all need a refresher. You know, we all just need to hear it one more time. So things like plan ahead and prepare. If you're headed out to a a national park, a state park, whatever, go to that website or, you know, call them and say, hey, is this a good day? Because you don't want to sit in traffic and wait for a parking spot. You know, there's so many places that you haven't heard of that are right next door to that, that, you know, you could go instead. Um, So just plan ahead and prepare, make sure you take your water, make sure you're doing all those things to stay safe. Um, Because, you know, a lot of these places, there aren't enough staff anymore to come quickly and help you stick to your trails, you know, and camp only in designated camping areas. Again, um, you don't want to to walk through the vegetation and trample that because you don't know all those things are there for a reason. And the trails have been groomed in a certain way for a reason. So just remember to stick to the trails and trash. Man, trash is a problem statewide. Again, if you pack it out and place it all in garbage bags and carry it home, because, you know, we all think that that food scraps just decompose and they're fine. But you know what? They're not healthy for wildlife. And just because your dog, I don't want to talk about poo, but we'll talk about poo. Just because your dog poos 
doesn't mean that is natural because your dog is eating probably processed dog food, which is not what needs to be out there. And the other animals don't need to come in contact with it. So it even comes down to poo, sorry. And then, you know, leave it as you find it. Take pictures, take your phone and take pictures of the beautiful plants and the animals and the shells and pine cones, things like that. You don't have to take a souvenir with you. Just, just take a picture. It'll last longer. And of course, be really careful with fire, especially this year. We were having a really dry spell for a long time. Get a permit and keep it small and try to gather your wood from where you are instead of bringing it in because you can bring in some invasive species as you do that. Again, things just people just don't, you know, you don't think about. And then, you know, as always, keep the wildlife wild. They are, this is not a petting zoo. This is not Disney. They are real and you don't want to hurt them and you don't want them to hurt you. And then finally, I think something that we all really, really need to always consider is to share our trails. You know, not everybody is an experienced hiker. Not everybody has the abilities. You know, we want to make sure that these, these trails are for all people all the time. Well, Heidi, like you said, those seem so common sense, like, well, of course. And yet when you think about it, bring your, uh, bring your poop bags, bring a garbage bag, pack it out, take it out, leave no trace. I mean, that's what it, that's when you get right down to it, that's what it means. You absolutely you go in, (laughs) you come out, you leave it the way it is. So Heidi, how, how does the success look like? Are you seeing an impact from this initiative so far? Well, you know, we're just getting started, but I have to tell you that we have great support from our folks here in the state, uh, both on the coast, in the mountains, and in the Piedmont. People get it. You know, they really do get it. And, and so we are trying to build this program so that we have statewide messaging that we get out there before the visitor gets to the state with this. Just come prepared. We want you to come, just come prepared. So, you know, we think that every year we're going to be doing more and more research and more and more studies on is this working and adjusting along the way. What's working, what's not working, how can we make it a better program? Well, tell us how we can get more information, Heidi, so that we can be supporting the program, so that we can be educating ourselves. I know that you're doing your research. How can we get more information? Well, there's a couple different ways. Um, if you go to outdoornc.com, it will have all of the principles there. And it, you can also take our pledge. Our pledge is to protect our areas. And just by taking the pledge, you can also register to win an Eno Leave No Trace hammock. We're going to be giving away four of these quarterly. And so take the pledge, take the pledge to protect your outdoor spaces and learn more about Outdoor NC. You can do it there or you can actually go to our home site, which is visitnc.com and take the pledge there and learn more about all of these great places that we have and how you can do your part when you come. Heidi, I am, I can't tell you how proud I am that I live in a state that is so woke to bringing people into this realm of the future. We don't have time to waste anymore. We have to be, we have to be proactive and keep, keep our environment healthy 
uh, for our, our children and our grandchildren and generations to come because that's all we got when you get right down to it. Yeah, and you're right. It is, it, it's a special state. And as you said earlier, all of these things are so good for our mental health, our physical health, and our spiritual health. Absolutely. Well, there's been so much research about that, especially over this last year and a half. And I think that people are starting to recognize when you gave those numbers of how many people were actually going outdoors and interacting with nature, like you said, for the first time, hiking or visiting waterfalls or kayaking in the ocean, doing things that maybe nobody had time for in the past or just felt that it wasn't their thing, are now recognizing it is indeed. So again, I want to thank you so much for for what you're doing, what your team is doing. I know you're not doing this alone. You've got great people there to help you out. And, and I look forward to having you back on Speaking of Travel so that we can touch base as the year goes on, see how things are going, and, and keep this educational message out there. I would be happy to, whenever. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. You know, we're all looking for things to do and see this summer. And if you're looking for something really yummy and fun to do, you're in luck. Chow Chow is a delicious food festival here in Asheville, and it is returning in 2021. Chow Chow showcases Asheville's creative culinary scene. They're going to have more than 30 in-person events, virtual classes, demonstrations, and workshops happening. And coming up next is Meredith Lee. She's a writer, a consultant, and co-founder of the Fermentation School. Meredith serves on the all-volunteer board of directors for Chow Chow and is co-chair of the Programming and Community Impact Committee. And she's going to tell us all about the Savory 2021 series. So stay tuned. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours, LTD. Let's say you've never been to Italy, or have been, but you want to return on your own to explore specific, special locations in a country so many of us consider our soul's home. We offer professional, custom, boutique itinerary planning services for those who wish to create their own special journey across Bella Italia. From hotel and villa rentals, rental car arrangements, professional guide scheduling, and so much more, we will help make your trip safe and unforgettable. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. 
You know, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it was really just last year when we were beginning to open our hearts in ways we didn't even know existed. And as we were all sheltering in place, our local food system became the foundation in helping to maintain a healthy and resilient community. As communities are continually looking for ways to strengthen their local food systems and boost economies, organizers for Chow Chow and Asheville Culinary Event Series are warmly welcoming friends and family back to the culinary festival after its hiatus in 2020. The 2021 series celebrates our area's unique community and really shines a light on the creative spirit of this region with just a few changes. And here to tell us more about this amazing event and all we need to know is Meredith Lee, a writer and consultant and co-founder of the Fermentation School. She serves on the all-volunteer board of directors for Chow Chow and is co-chair of the organization's Programming and Community Impact Committee. And Meredith, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Marilyn. I'm excited to talk about Chow Chow. Well, I love Chow Chow. I, I missed it last year. I know so many of us did. It was in a hiatus, but it's back. And give us a little idea of, of what's happening and some of the changes this year. Sure thing. Well, like many of us, Chow Chow had a significant opportunity in 2020 to sort of recenter around what our core values are and what how we could be most useful to the community. And being in the food industry, which was very heavy hit by COVID, um, we really had to take into consideration everything that the restaurant industry had gone through and everything farmers have been faced with and all the folks who have really been on the front lines um, in the last year. And so obviously, instead of having a big three-day festival with tons and tons of people, COVID really forced us into a creative space where we said, how can we still gather? How can we still create immersive experiences that really center around food? but also um, are safe and also are um, cognizant of all the many hands that it requires to create our unique foodways. And so what we've come up with is a summer of Chow Chow event series, which is going to be smaller capacity, more intimate, immersive events um, from July to September. And there's quite a few of them. It would be hard for me to sort of like summarize all of them, but the themes that we're looking at is, of course, great food and local food and delicious, you know, culinary um, uh, talent, but also the way that the, the foodways intersect with some of the most complex issues of our time. So we're looking at themes of racial justice, food justice and climate change as we dine together and get back together around the table this summer. Well, Meredith, that sounds really fascinating and, as you said, immersive, being able to really get right down into it. What can we expect? Give us a little idea of, of some of the events that are coming up starting in July. Sure. Well, there are several different um, event styles, shall we say. So some of the tickets are going to be more flights and bites, as we're saying, where we're going to be just um, having little tastes of things as we explore some pretty intersectional topics um, in, in the food system right now, um, and really trying to celebrate all the facets that combine to create food experiences, and really honoring how identity shapes culinary paths. Um, and then we're having some kind of mid-price events that are tapa style, so a little bit of like a small plates type of deal. 
Um, and then we have events that are like full on five course meals with beverage pairings. And um, those events are going to be obviously seated dinners um, that also combine, you know, the eating experience with some type of panel, you know, often some type of panel discussion or a speaker who's going to be exploring, um, you know, some of the, you know, concepts and narratives that we might uh, not be hearing about every single time we sit down to eat. Um, so, so the idea is to, you know, as we create community at the table, we also share across difference and learn new perspectives um, in order to, to really strengthen and rebuild community after such a year of isolation and, and change. Well, I definitely want to give a big shout out to our food industry, to the makers here in Western North Carolina, the artists, the, uh, the farmers, the, the chefs, the restaurant owners, they've, everybody has worked so hard to really continue to bring our community together. And you were talking about some of the themes of these events. Let's talk a little bit more about that especially around issues, like you said, that are really important right now. Give us an idea, perhaps, of a specific event that really is focused on an issue or uh, something that is important for all of us to be a part of. Sure. So I'd love to highlight this event called Pollinating Metamorphosis. It's coming up on Saturday, July 10th. Um, and it is one of our um, multi-course dinners with a beverage pairings. So it's going to be, um, you know, one of the, the more immersive, you know, culinary meals that we're having. Um, and basically this event is centered around um, the importance of diverse and healthy pollinators in the landscape. And so we're looking at not just, don't just think bees, think like butterflies, moths, bats, you know, lots of different animals are responsible for pollinating the plants that become our foods, right? And as most people have probably heard, pollinator species have been in decline and have been threatened um, globally. Um, recently. And so this dinner is shining a light on some of those issues, but also really celebrating the fact that landscapes, farm landscapes, wild landscapes that have an abundance of pollinator species are really landscapes that are existing in their highest expression and their healthiest um, state. And how can chefs, you know, and, and chefs are usually very inspired by these types of landscapes because they're able to pull from so many different expressions of plants um, in order to develop flavors, in order to um, really um, enliven the senses. And so I think it's going to be an interesting and really inventive meal that looks at metamorphosis and how plants and people and landscapes change. Um, and it's also going to be really celebrating the abundance that comes from the landscape when pollinator species are supported and healthy. And, and that translates, obviously, into delicious bounty for all of us. So I think it's going to be a really colorful beautiful, inventive, and educational event. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> it does. And and I know, given that there are so many events, and in the past, like you said, it was, Chow Chow was a three-day event. People came, and, and there was a lot to do. Now we have a, a series of events. Tell us how we can get more information, because this is a time that we want to start planning and really be able to uh, secure our tickets. Totally, because there are so many different opportunities to get involved this time around. Um, last time with the festival, it's kind of like you were 
you know, overwhelmed in many ways, overstimulated. And, and, and while that's a beautiful thing, it can be difficult to get to everything you want to get to. But the way that it's spread out this time, I think what we're hearing from people is they're super excited that they can attend, you know, as many events as they're interested in attending. Um, we're drawing a really beautiful uh, cross-section of our local community to these events, which is really great, in addition to obviously um, the tourists um, that come to Asheville. And so I would just encourage folks to head to chowchowashville.com and check out the 2021 schedule. There's going to be a combination of in-person events from those flights and bites events to those plated dinners, as well as a virtual series this year. So even folks who aren't local or who can't make the trip to Asheville, there's a little something there for you too. So again, all that is available at chowchowashville.com. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. You know, we're really excited about uh, the collaboration that we see within this community, especially within the culinary community. We've seen it for years. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. And I just want to, again, say thank you to all of your all-volunteer board. I know you put in a lot of hours and a lot of time to make this happen and to all the chefs and the farmers and the makers who are who are here for us here for our community thank you so much and tell us one more time what's that website to get connected sure thing it's chowchowashville.com and thanks so much for having me Marilyn I appreciate the opportunity to spread the word well thank you Meredith well a lot of folks have contacted me recently wondering what it's like to travel by plane these days And to be honest, there's really only one way to find out. You just have to go. And I did go. And along the way, I discovered some really helpful tips, especially around the airport. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on what it's like to travel around an airport these days. So stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. If you're missing long distance family and friends or just considering some options for traveling these days, flying may be on your mind. And you know what? Flying is really a lower risk option than you ever, ever might have thought. I just returned from a cross-country trip on a very full plane coming and going. 
but we were prepared because we had followed some great travel tips from Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, it is so, it is just so great to know that over this last year and a half, you have been able to keep us current and in the know of what's happening in air travel. So when the time came to actually get on a plane and go somewhere, we really felt prepared. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad, you know, I mean, that's, that's an important bit of feedback. I'm, uh, you know, we try to be helpful. And it's so great to see you getting back to the skies, Marilyn. Well, I did feel like a pioneer, Tina. I felt like <laughs> there were many who had gone before me, but there is just now, I feel this surge of people who really are wanting to get to get out of town, but most importantly, to visit with family and friends who we haven't been able to see in so long and to actually know that uh, we can get on a plane, that the protocols are in place. And most importantly, and this is something we've talked about, that people are feeling compliant, that they are actually uh, wearing their masks, using hand sanitizer, washing their hands, maintaining social distancing, all of those things that we've talked about over and over and over again really are happening at the airports. They are. They are really happening. And I mean, you do hear the the anomaly stories of, you know, the nightmare situations that happen. But, you know, Marilyn, that's always been the case with air travel. There's a fascination with it. And when when things are crazy, you hear about it. But when they're going smoothly, which is almost all the time, you know, you're not really hearing about that. But I go down into the airport terminal every day. I see travelers. I see what's happening. I have flown um, during this pandemic. And I'm just impressed by the, the air traveling population. They are doing a good job. They're really taking care of each other and following health and safety guidelines. Well, you know, I, I was keeping an open mind as we prepared to travel by plane and thinking about all the things that we've talked about. And of course, you know, you're, you're there at the Asheville Regional Airport, but I have to tell you, going out into other airports and seeing that these protocols are in place everywhere. It's yeah. not just a one up. It's not just, oh, Asheville Regional Airport you know, we're winning awards because we have such great uh, safety and health services going on. It's really something that is notable to your industry. And I think that has to be uh, a big shout out. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we are, we're a large industry, but a very small industry. We all know each other. We talk, we share best practices. And that was happening early on and continues to happen to this day. You know, we're all staying in touch and making sure that we are doing what's right for the traveling public. Well, you have really been able to give us a lot of tips and and I want to continue because as we've said many times, everything is changing. Things have to be current in in the way that we start to plan our trips. So Tina, let's talk a little bit about some of these travel tips that you're in the airport. What do you see as far as people when they're in line, when they're getting into that reality 
we're leaving, we're getting on a plane. What are you seeing there in the airport as far as, I know there are a lot of smiles on people's faces, but what kind of things are you seeing like as people are preparing to go through the whole process? Sure. So um, there are a few things that are a little bit different today than they were a year and a half ago. And one of the things I'm noticing right now, air travel numbers are just booming. They are coming back in a very, very big way. In fact, we are seeing some days more travelers than we have ever had in a day um, at the airport. And that's, that's exciting, but, but there are some uh, carryover challenges from this hard uh, time through the pandemic that have created some challenges in the travel journey. So one of them is, you know, during all of this time, many businesses that provide support services to travelers had to contract. And what I mean by that, taxi drivers, taxi companies, Uber and Lyft drivers, rental car companies, the, uh, many people stopped driving or the, um, Numbers of people providing those services declined during the pandemic because there weren't as many people needing those services. Rental car companies divested many of their cars, so there aren't as many available. Um, and there's a, a time right now where we are; those industries are playing catch up to serve the very fast-growing demand with air travelers. So what that means is you need to plan ahead. If you're going to uh, get on a plane and go somewhere and when you land and you need transportation on the ground to get to your next point in your journey, make those arrangements ahead of time. Don't wait. Don't wait until you land at the airport and just walk out to try to find your taxi or your Uber or your Lyft or your rental car make those reservations ahead of time. So that's a biggie. You still have to wear masks. So make sure you have, you know, several with you when you are flying and arrive early. Again, so many people are suddenly traveling again. Parking lots are full, full, full. So you are going to need time to find that space. Lines are getting longer. You're going to need that time. And we are also noticing a lot of people who have never been on an airplane before who are flying for the very first time. And those folks need a little extra patience, uh, you know, as they're going through the process that they, they may slow things down a little bit in the lines because they don't know, they don't know what to expect. And so it takes them a little bit longer. So all of those things, just keep that all in mind. Well, Tina, those are very good points. And I have to tell you, having just been on this big trip, those tips are extremely important especially arriving early. You just don't know what it's going to be like, not only traffic-wise, but getting into the airport and, and being uh, suddenly faced with lines. Like you said, there are people traveling again. So what is the best way for us to get connected with you at the Asheville Regional Airport? Because I know that your website is just full of really great information and there are lots of different sections to peruse. What's the best way that we can get more information? So visit us at our website. That's the portal. And that is flyavl.com. And we have a lot of ways you can connect. Social media, 
a monthly e-newsletter you can subscribe to. You can leave us your suggestions, comments, or questions um, with a contact us function on the website. And uh, I receive those emails and I will respond. Well, Tina, I can't thank you enough. And, you know, having this weekly catch up and being able to talk about what's happening at the airport, not only at the Asheville Regional Airport, but in, in the airline industry overall is very important because like you said, more and more people are going to start flying. They're going to start, like you said, getting on a plane for the first time. And it's important to stay in touch and realize that there are things that are going to be different. So thank you so much for being a part of Speaking of Travel. Well, thank you, Marilyn. Until next time. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Heidi and Meredith for being on Speaking of Travel today. You know, it's taken me a few days to really begin processing my first big plane trip in over a year and a half. And before booking our trip, we spent time on the CDC's website, www.cdc.gov, where they offer advice for minimizing risks while we're traveling, and they give guidance for spending the night at a hotel or even staying with friends and families. We've all grown through this last year, and we've learned some really good stuff, and so have the airlines, the airports, and all of the travel industry. So pay attention. This is a time to really get into being mindful of our opportunities to be more sustainable. We've had a good bit of time to think about all the negative impacts that our travels can cause. And now it's more important than ever to have sustainable practices when we travel. Look for recycling bins. Bring your own water bottle and fill it up when you can. Just use common sense. We found an incredible amount of organization and kindness. People were really nice. And it certainly helps to have your act together before you even get to the airport. They're ready. It will really help if you're ready too. And here are a few important things to remember. Sign up for the pre-check. Go do it. Just sign up. It's easy. Have your identification handy. Have it ready in your hand. And be comfortable. Wear comfy clothes. Just get into it. And most importantly, have patience. Not everything is open right now. There are some shortages of workers. Things might take a little bit longer. So breathe. Count to 10. Smile. You're getting on a plane to go somewhere. Have patience. Just be glad you're going. Have fun out there, and remember to stay safe. Life is short. Don't postpone joy. Run.